Do School Better, a podcast for people who want to transform education. Join Doris Corda, Hawkins School's Associate Head and Director of Entrepreneurial Studies, as she shares her experience as an educational reformer told through conversations with Assistant Directors Tim Desmond and Allison Tanker. In this episode, Allison and Doris discuss trying out new tools in the upcoming semester of Hawkins' Entrepreneurial Studies program. Allison talks about the decision to pilot Slack and incorporates the use of LinkedIn for ongoing student portfolios. Don't forget to join the new Facebook group for listeners of the podcast at facebook.com slash groups slash do school better. Hey, ha, uh, this is an exciting moment. School starts next week. Yeah, it's already. very, it's cool. We're going to talk in this podcast about some of the new tools we're going to try out this year um, in class. But first, just a minute to say, because, uh, you know, this is uh, for everybody who's in, who's teaching in schools, uh, for kids, for parents, for teachers, there's that jittery, oh my gosh, back to school. And it's exciting. It's really, really fun. And um, every year with this, uh, this program that we're running, we get to a completely new place. Um, tons and tons of fun with educators that we've gotten to know over the past year, who many of whom some started implementing this summer, mm-hmm. some are implementing this fall for the first time. How do you feel going into your second year? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling excited about the new things we're going to try, and I, I feel appreciative to have another year uh, working alongside of you, continuing to learn and, and really deepen my practice with the work uh, that you've done over your career and, and developing this methodology. I think it's an exciting opportunity, but um, it, it's interesting you brought up the other educators, and I've been thinking about the the new Facebook group that we started. Oh, I'm excited about that, yep. And that uh, in there, I, I think we were talking about uh, the beginning of the school year, what you're doing to get ready, what challenges you're thinking, yeah. you know, you're worried about. And I appreciate that space as a new teacher as well to be able to vet some ideas and some questions and see what other people are thinking about as they're entering into the school year. And talking to Yanez from Slovenia, not as uh, not just me and him, but as a whole group, yeah. will be so exciting. Absolutely, to there's, watch what he's doing. Yeah, there's yeah there's a, a number of different people I know who you've been able to work with throughout all of your uh, trainings that you've been doing, and to have a space now that we can continue to connect and collaborate in that Facebook group is pretty exciting. It is exciting. It's really exciting. So let's, let's talk about, so, you know, in the very earliest uh, implementation of this um, stuff, uh, we used, you know, we used, we've used Google. Uh, Tim built the, the learning management platform in Google from day one, but mm-hmm. we also tried a bunch of different things along the way, different apps, different, um, software packages we even at one point we were paying a license fee per student for and we've tried different mm-hmm. things along the way and we're heading into this year we learn every year we learn every semester and um you know we're heading into this school year trying some new things what are you trying this year yeah excited about? well we've been thinking uh regarding the different tools of the class and what's been working and what other things exist out there in the marketplace that we might want to try and expose our students to, but that also might help the efficiency of the way that they're managing projects or they're working on teams, the different functions that, especially with how quick technology moves now, 
for us to be up on, on the latest tools uh, that actually might help their learning experience in a more meaningful way and to not shy away from those because we've, you know, yeah. we've used Google or we've used Todoist or whatever the existing tools are for the class to continually uh, put ourselves out there and see what we should be uh, testing out. And well, it's no different than anything else. This is really uh, about trying stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, some of it uh, you try and you think, okay, this is great. Let's let's keep trying this some more. And some of it we we decide, eh, not so much, and we pivot and try something else. And um, what's been fun for me uh, during this time, I, as as we all know, um, this stuff. There's, there are new apps. Anything we decide to try, uh, two days later, there's something new that looks even better. So it's just about trying. And there are tools. Technology is always a tool mm -hmm. for whatever it is. So talk about, talk about our latest that we're going to try. Yeah, so we are looking into uh, using Slack as a tool a bit more this semester for the students as a kind of team management, project management space. Uh, which is exciting because this past spring we had one student group tested out and from a teaching perspective what I really loved about that space it allowed me to communicate more freely with the students as a group compared to their Google Drive which has yeah. a team space and the Todoist which is a bit more passive we, we could see the to-do items they put on their homework list each night uh, but there wasn't a space to really have a dialogue about that work they were doing in those uh, venues unless I you know, shot an email out or sent a text or something like that. What we've also learned is that our student teams tend to create group chats on their phone, yeah. you know, like a, a text I message chat. I reading those on Slack. And yes, that's the coolest part it. is mm -hmm. that now using Slack, the whole conversation that students would generally be texting back and forth to one another when they're at home in the evening working on their projects, we are now a part of and can easily see and interject. Uh, and it, it starts to free up that space in a way and also uh, capture it yeah. where uh, since we, we co-teach at times, we generally have to bring each other up to speed on what's happening with one team versus another and to have visibility into the kinds of conversations or the types of documents they're sharing with one another. Or uh, <coughs> I know the spring, the team in the spring, they would even post their whiteboard progress. You know, like here's some of the brainstorming we did today and they'd post it right into the chat feed. And you could, you could visually see what they were working on in a very uh, live and dynamic way that I appreciated from a teaching perspective. I thought it was very cool. So I'm excited to try it this fall, uh, class-wide, and, and see the different ways we can optimize that space for what we do in our class. It's really interesting, too, because this is about finding tools that, um, that facilitate the kind of learning that's happening. We're talking about students working in teams. Mm -hmm. Each has different roles. They do individual work. They do stuff together. Their conversations and their work together doesn't always happen inside the classroom. Doesn't even always happen inside the school day. And so having something that is really simple, um, that it, which Slack is. Slack, using Slack feels like texting. Uh, it's what they're familiar with and most comfortable with. 
And, and also, it's what a lot of the business world is transitioning I to was as well. Exactly <laughs> right. I was just going to say, and they're using tools and having conversations just like you would in the business world. And it's so funny. And also, as I'm listening about thinking about this, um, I think it was two years ago. I don't think it was a year ago, but it was no more than two years ago that I remember the last conversation about uh, in a faculty meeting about whether we should let students have their phones mm. in class or not. What should we do if they bring their phone out? What should we do if they're looking? That was maybe two years ago. There was, even then, and even five years ago and three years, there was always somebody in those conversations. And I've had conversations like that where school principals are were worrying mm -hmm. about this kind of thing and what does that mean and all sorts of well this stuff changes so fast mm -hmm. that there's no way to say you can use technology as a tool in the classroom but don't do it on your phone or don't bring it into the it it's not realistic in it's real, not real world it's not real world and our students have to manage uh, what what their protocol is what the etiquette is what you do when you're in a class and you're engaged versus what you don't true whether and the way to manage that with high school kids anyway is not to say leave your phone uh, you know, in the bucket at the door. That's right. Uh, it's it's to say here's the, here here here's the protocol in this class. Think about it. We tell students in our class now, when when we're talking or when someone's talking, um, you know, you're you're looking at your screen. It's a social barrier. Don't you know? We learn etiquette, but it's separate. So here they're using Slack, mm -hmm. and I thought the pilot with that team mm -hmm. in the spring went really well. I was even impressed how you used it, Doris. Because yeah, I used it. I know, and that was, yeah. <laughs> that's what convinced me, yeah. actually, was that you, you were able to jump in in the conversation in ways that you hadn't with the previous tools because there wasn't a place for that conversation. You would generally shoot the students an email or, and it, it was very separate. It felt like it was in a separate space. But to be in the same place where we could, I could then see the conversation, the ways you were questioning them to get them to think deeper sure. about the challenges, as well as, you know, motivating students in this space yeah. becomes a little bit easier as well, where we can, if only three out of four are really contributing to that conversation and yep. going back and forth, it's quite clear that the fourth person on the team who might be slacking off a bit isn't engaged and no for us to just intended. say yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and to just say yeah. you know hey so and so yeah what do you think about yeah. this to pull them in to engage yeah. them more and I feel like that's a, a really beautiful part well I think the thing about technology and it's true about me would I would I for me when it whenever the technology required um, initiation from me I had to go into the Google Drive to see what blah, exactly. blah, blah. Right. Um, given my day and the way I operate, I, I would have to make a concerted, ooh, okay. It was an okay, extra step. I, and it was an extra thought. It was, mm. it, it wasn't, it, it's different than, ooh, I have a message on my phone. It which all is, lives in the same space. And it's all in the same space. And um, 
and the students are so comfortable with it. Yes. It's totally their world. It's native it, to them. It's native to them. And if we're talking about giving them skills to thrive in the real yes. world, the more the work they're doing and how they're doing it is real world, the better. So what else, what else are we doing this year? Well, another tool we're going to test out a bit in the class is LinkedIn. And this has stemmed from our continual effort to think through the digital portfolio space, how students are continuing to communicate, what they've done in this class, and how it's relevant to experiences beyond this class. And it Whether was a that's student's idea to do this, right? Partially. They, they also had, they had beautifully elaborate plans, which... Yeah. I'd love to get to at some point. I think this is our MVP. We have to start with uh, a LinkedIn at first. I mean, we've had a Google portfolio site that the students have built in the past, uh, and and we'll likely continue that in some form. But as we look forward to additional ways we can show the work that these students do, that they themselves can elevate their content, their presentations, the types of challenges they're working on in a very dynamic way that's also familiar to the real world in ways that they can then share that maybe with a college admissions office or if they're in college maybe they can share it with um, the, the board of a group they're trying to become a leader of or maybe a professor or if they're trying to get a job, an internship. Right? There's different places we've heard our students in the past have wanted to share this and have struggled to package it in a very uh, regular way, like an everyday kind of yeah, way. Yeah, and we should give a shout out. So we had three students who'd finished our, our program mm -hmm. who chose for their senior project, they wanted to redesign our capstone and the way we did the, the way we did these portfolios in the class. That's right. And it's Philip Hediatnia, Bethany Unger, and Clayton Carmen, and I'm gonna name them specifically. And they did an amazing job. And what they did, which you just described, what they did is said, look, the class is so real. We're working on real stuff. And then the way we're doing our assignments, the technology we're using, where we're putting the stuff, right. and how we're putting it, doesn't feel real. It feels like school. We had a Google-based portfolio. They would put things in there and create a site. And with, I'm, I'm going to use my interpretation mm -hmm. of what they said. What they said was, let's use through the class, through the course of the class, as we are posting things and writing things and creating. We're blogging. We're making videos. We're doing reflections. We're doing papers. Let's use LinkedIn along the way in the class to post things, communicate things. They had, you're right, they had a wonderful solution that included a lot more. Mm -hmm. But basically, let's use, the, let's use the platforms that we use anyway. That's Medium, right. LinkedIn, Slack, and integrate those in the class and do our assignments that way. And uh, for all the reasons you just mentioned, they're gonna be able to use the stuff more readily. And what they were saying is then, instead of at the end of the 
of the semester. Compiling it. Having an exercise to, to compile all the things that we wanted to elevate and create a new portfolio. We're actually creating that portfolio all along the way in the class. Which I know was also Tim Desmond's intention as he yeah. started that capstone project from the beginning. And again, you know, just trying a new tool, right? Yeah. Trying a new yep. uh, space where this can live. And there are a lot of functions in the LinkedIn platform that allow students to have uh, conversations with others in the business world. They can post some of their blogs. And it even starts to shift the type of content and reflecting that the students are doing and how it's actually relevant to the real world yeah. where they're able to think, oh, okay, I'm struggling with some things in this team dynamic we have going on. What are my you know, top five things sure. I would recommend to someone in this situation? To, for them at the age of 17 to realize the experience yep. they're having is common right. and something other people will experience and that they have a chance to share their learnings with others, I think is pretty powerful. And it's a, it's a cool platform, whether it's uh, LinkedIn or Medium. Or again, we're gonna else. We're going to try, but we're going we're gonna to start with some yeah. core uh, platforms initially. And one of the things I want to point out about this is this is like everything else in this class. It's about experimentation. Yes. So when Tim first designed the portfolio for these students, um, he, he set it up knowing that they're going to create something that will be valuable to them beyond the class. Yes. And we saw that from the very first cohort, that the co the, when, they, when they created their portfolio of all the stuff they'd created in the class that they were proudest of and put it all together, they found tons of use for that outside of school and even inside school. And that also, and, and now we're evolving it, with every iteration, it gets better. You right, know, and more relevant. In some and ways. more relevant. And we try stuff, we try new stuff. But what's really uh, so similar about it's the same with this as it is with anything else. This generation of students, they know what's relevant, what's real, and what's not. And they want everything that they do in solving a problem in a class to be relevant and real and finding new tools um, to make it better and better is great and I love that as a teacher you are totally and completely comfortable checking something trying something new that you're not that familiar with sometimes yourself um, I love it I truly am appreciative that there's space in this work to be to take creative risks, to try new things, because in anything that you do in life or in your work or in any kind of practice you have, it's, it's a kind of experimental approach that keeps things engaging, that allows you to test out assumptions you have or different hypotheses you might have and to think through, what, could this be better? Is there an opportunity sure. that this learning could go deeper, that the students could, in fact, have an even more dramatic uh, oh. platform or tool or uh, technique to develop their skills in a new way? I, I just really appreciate that uh, in, in the work we do, especially in this model you've built, that 
you encourage that. You know, you're, you always call yourself, well, I don't know if you call yourself that, but you're known as the pilot queen. <laughs> yeah, 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 I am the pilot queen. You, you very much encourage this uh, idea of trying new things and test them out, see if they work. If not, failure is embraced here. We have our students work on that, and we need to model that day to day. And this is something that I can speak to that um, because of my age, frankly, I can speak to this, mm-hmm. that this is again something in these tool, with these tools that you don't have to be an expert in. So you don't have to know the tool as a teacher and feel like the expert in the tool in order to introduce it in the class. I'm a great example of that. I started making videos for my students to watch at home of my math, to augment my math classes. I think it's been now nine years ago. They were horrible. Okay, I was horrible at doing it. The videos were horrible. It was fabulously useful and successful for the students. So I learned, and I learned even before, I learned a long time ago, you can't break the stuff. Doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it. That's right. To begin with, you try it, you play around, and there will almost always be, for me, there will be somebody in the room who does know it, can help you out. So as a teacher, if something looks like it might be good, be willing to try it and don't worry about being an expert before you yes. do. And Just don't pay for it. That's true. I mean. Well, and that's the other truth of it, right? There's so many free tools out there. Yeah, There's we no use all reason free. not to try things. And I think that comes back to letting your ego. Leave it exactly. out of the door. Leave it behind. In, on, in all honesty, that authenticity we come into the classroom with and say, Hey, students, we're going to try these new tools. We haven't used Slack much, but we're excited about it. We're going to test it out with you. Give us your feedback along the way. See if you can find some better ways to use it than we've even identified thus far. Let us know. We're doing this together. And all of a sudden, it takes away that uh, teacher knows all answer kind of relationship that a lot of school is set up like. And to be able to work alongside the students and learn along with them is something I appreciate. I'm just a constant learner and always trying to uh, expand my knowledge. So even getting exposure into new tools, I think, is a great. It's funny we byproduct. say. I agree. We say the same thing over and over. There's there's this um, uh, this as a teacher. There's this natural inclination to be nervous about getting something wrong, mm. just like we do with the kids and that's probably the single biggest thing that teachers need to get get, over. Ri- get rid of and I'm hoping you know I I get tons and tons of emails from educators we've worked with about things they've tried that have that they love and they want to share mm-hmm. like have you seen this or have you ever used this or look what I used in my class or look what we built or look what my students did I hope that stuff starts showing up in this Facebook group so that everybody gets to see it. What a great use of a Facebook group like that for people to share what's worked and share some tools. Yeah, and there are a lot of sites out there for that. But if it's the you know if it's this cohort of people who are trying this really weird stuff like this, it would be (laughs) fun to see what works. I'm very excited to see how this this stuff you're adding into the class this year plays out. Thanks. We'll try it out. If you like the podcast, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. For more information and resources, go to doschoolbetter.com. Podcasts created by Tim Desmond, Doris Corda, and Allison Tanker. Produced by Tim Desmond.